0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ty's Tech Line. I'm your host, Tyler Harrington, and we have a very exciting episode planned for you today. Today, we have a very, very amazing guest, if I do say so myself. She's mean, she's lean, she is the love of my spleen, <laughs> the one and only Ashley Harrington. Ash, hello, everyone. Say hello to everybody. Oh, my gosh. So, Ash is my wife, if you didn't know that already. So, Ash, why don't you tell everybody who you are So just describe yourself a little bit for those people out there who may not know exactly who you are.
1: I'm Ashley Harrington, and I would not say that I'm mean. <laughs> I
0: think I'm pretty nice. She's very nice. Uh, mean, lean, lean, mean, fighting machine. That's what you're thinking? That's the phrase.
1: Oh, my god. That gosh. We we're drawing
0: inspiration from. Tell people about yourself, Ash. For anybody who may not know who you are. Who might be new to the podcast?
1: Well, Ty and I are a husband and wife team, and you know we do wedding filmmaking together. Um, I run the business side of the business, um, all things marketing. I'm the voice of the brand, the face, the pretty face. That's right. And um, yeah, so that's what I do for work. And on the side, I love books. Um, I love coffee. We are definitely coffee snobs, and um, we love to travel, which... I love to travel.
0: We both love to travel. We both love traveling, though, before we ever met.
1: Yeah, but I think I really influenced your love. Well,
0: kind of. But you traveled with your family a lot when you were growing up. See, I never ever traveled really when I was in high school, but you traveled all the time like growing up with your parents and stuff, yeah. right? Yep. What were some of the places that you guys used to go?
1: We went to Mexico a couple times, and my aunt was deployed. Well, not deployed. She was stationed in Germany, so we went to Europe twice, and... Yeah, we traveled around the U.S., not really the West Coast, more so just like the East Coast. And then I went overseas in college a couple times, and then I did the world race right before we got engaged.
0: For those people who don't know what the world race is, or might think that it is the commonly misconstrued <laughs> with, what is it, the amazing race, which it is not the same thing, what is the the world race?
1: Yeah, the world race is um, a missions trip, and you go to 11 countries in 11 months. I went to Asia and um, Africa and Eastern Eastern Europe, East Europe, Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe, yeah. (laughs) And Central America.
0: What a lot of people don't know is that, so Ash and I started dating, and then literally six months later, to the day almost, she left for this crazy trip where she went to, like she said, 11 countries in 11 months. And for us, we... Could, the only way we could communicate through that whole entire time was through Skype intermittently. Like every now and then we'd be able to Skype each other or through email or whatever. But you didn't even have an iPhone, right? You only had, you had a little, fl- did you even take your cell phone with you?
1: No, I didn't. I used um, an iPod.
0: Oh yeah, so you used an iPod and what like, uh, what's it called? What's up? Like a, what's app, app? Yeah. yeah. So you had an iPod touch with WhatsApp on it and you had a I MacBook think it's what's Pro. Up. What? What's up app? I think it's called WhatsApp. People call it WhatsApp. What? <laughs> That's what it's called. Okay. So, the, so actually, okay, let's talk about this. This is kind of interesting because I almost, for like sometimes I kind of block this period of our life out of my memory because it was hard. I mean, because she started in the Philippines and while she was there, her entire team got really bad f- food poisoning. Salmonella. Salmonella and you're in the hospital. So she's, and there was a 12 hour time difference. So we're like emailing back and forth and she's like, we're in the hospital, we're all going to die. Oh and then gosh. the next month she was in China and in China, you're not supposed to be there as a missionary, so they weren't supposed. And the government can like track your email and stuff, right? So you had to be really careful with what you said.
1: Yeah, we wrote in code. Don't you remember?
0: Yeah, we had because we, we weren't allowed to talk about like God or the Bible or anything like that. So we had to. She would write me these messages that were what like. What, what was what were some of the code words that you had to use?
1: I don't think I can say them on the podcast. Oh, really, why? Because. Is, people still use them.
0: Oh, okay. There were secretive code words that you're not supposed to know about, but that was how we communicated back and forth. And then we would Skype every once in a while. So Ash, when you're on the World Race, what is one thing that you found from being in these different countries that may not have like normal internet access or anything like that? Was it something that those people felt like they're missing out on or that you guys felt like you're missing on on or was it only because only in times when you're like trying to communicate with me or anybody back home that you really noticed like the lack of technology and the lack of internet access. Cause you were in some like really remote places in Africa, right?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I remember thinking, I mean life just moved slower over there. Like it was hard to remember like what day it was like, yeah. Like we all had computers and stuff like that and we lived in, um, like, I don't know, actually, I don't really know how to describe it. I do remember one time sitting in the mall in Africa on the floor in front of something that like, is kind of like finish line trying to get internet and thinking like anybody who's shopping right now sees this girl just sitting on the floor on her laptop and they probably think I'm crazy. But to me, it seems so normal to sit on the floor in a mall <laughs> and trying mean, to get didn't internet. Have, a
0: lot of times you didn't have internet wherever you were staying. So you'd have to go to like a cafe or a whatever. And sometimes you'd go and you'd just sit there all day, right? And just like...
1: Not all day, but it was very coveted time. Like we all really coveted online time because we were so disconnected.
0: Do you think that you liked that? Like if you so coming back... So you had that pretty much live that lifestyle for like 11 months. Were, any, were there any months where you had like constant internet access? Oh or? yeah.
1: There, were a, there was a month or two where we had internet like in our beds. I remember getting to Romania, not Romania, Bulgaria actually. And we had internet in our beds and i remember like getting into bed being like i could be online right now if i wanted to be and it felt like
0: such a luxury do you think that the trip was made better or potentially made worse due to lack of internet like if you had had internet the entire time if you had an iphone if you had all the same like technology that you have access to now how do you think it would have changed the way that you kind of viewed that trip or accessed that trip
1: oh i would not have been as engaged in like what we were doing it's distracting i mean Especially because you're so focused, you're trying to focus so hard on like what you're doing and like the people there and it would have been so easy to like disconnect and like escape into your devices. I mean, that was easy enough, like trying to write blog posts and stuff like that, but...
0: Right. So that was actually something I found, So they made you all have a blog and they made you all...
1: Made is a very loose term. Wasn't it
0: a requirement?
1: Yes, but did everybody abide by that? No. Well,
0: okay. But you did, right? How... So what were the types of things that you would blog about? Just kind of like your, it was just like an online diary at that point, right?
1: Yeah. Really just like life, like what was going on in life, what we were experiencing in ministry.
0: Do you think that that blogging experience for those 11 months helped you when you started working, when we ended up getting married? Because, so she came back from World Race in, mm, what was it? 2012, July, yeah. right? July, 2012. And then we ended up getting married in June, 2013. And then we started working together pretty soon after that, maybe like a month or two later, you started sort of working your way into the business. And then I don't know when it like became official, maybe like six months after we got married, it became official, official. We like rebranded in the whole, the whole nine yards. Do you think that, because you fell pretty naturally into like that blogging role, that blogging world, were you into blogs and stuff? Like, did you read wedding blogs when you're in college? Like, how did you know even like what to write about?
1: No, I had my um, had and my own WordPress blog in college.
0: Oh yeah. Before you even were on the race. Yeah. What did you write about on that? It was just like an online diary.
1: (laughs) Why do you keep calling it an online diary? Well, what uh, what, what would
0: you, what would you put on there? Who was reading your WordPress, WordPress blog for, of Ashley Edwards. Uh, Ashley's main name is Edwards. If anybody was ever curious, who was reading the Ashley Edwards WordPress blog in 2010 when you're a student at George Mason?
1: I don't know. Like people who were like back home or like, like my parents, friends from school read it all the time. Um, I don't know. I mean, I it, I wouldn't necessarily call it a diary. A diary is, like, private. You don't want anybody to see it. Well, obviously,
0: yeah, you knew people were going to read it. Yeah. But what kind of things did you write in there? Like, is it different than what the stuff you write on our blog now? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, it was, like, about God a lot and, like, my relationship with him mm. and, like, life, like, college life, friendship. I mean, yeah. Now I would say blogging is way more professional. Like, I don't really talk about personal stuff except for on Dear Monday. That's the extent of the personal side of our life
0: right but I still would say that we run a very personal business and people will definitely say that you're really good at sharing your personal side of things but I guess you don't do it through the blog as much so you found that to the better way for you to be sharing like your personal life and things that go on in our life is through what Instagram would you say yeah do you think that Instagram has replaced the need for like the daily personal blog
1: I don't know that's a good question I mean, I think there's still a place for blogging. I think that people still are curious about ideas. I feel like Instagram stories, I find myself sharing more personally on Instagram stories. Yeah, I'll still share personal stuff on my Instagram photos. But I feel like, I don't know, Instagram stories is kind of filling that role right now. I don't know. It's an interesting thing about.
0: When you personally are like scrolling through Instagram, do you find yourself just like, what do you find, what do you think the split is for like watching stories versus scrolling versus like, how do, you, how do you feel like you're interacting with Instagram these days?
1: I feel like I watch stories a lot more than I scroll. Like I'm more likely to watch Instagram stories over scrolling through the feed. I also feel like Instagram stories are updated more, whereas the feed is like very selective. Like if you haven't engaged with someone, like you won't necessarily see them in your feed as much as you would see their Instagram story
0: right I feel I I definitely feel the same way I definitely watch way more Instagram stories than I'm actually scrolling to people's feeds and I felt like like a couple years ago you could look at my Instagram and you could tell kind of what I've been up to for the last you know however many weeks and it you know I wasn't posting necessarily as daily or like as often as you do Ash is way more consistent with her Instagram posting than I am but you have a, a pretty good idea of what I've been up to but now I kind of look back at my Instagram and it's very like I don't know maybe I've just kind of I've been an Instagram rut I don't really know how to get out of it what do you think that I need to do ash because I have a hard time because I'm not very emotional like Ash is, and it's not that I don't like sharing my personal stuff because I feel like I still do a pretty good job of that on insta stories but I'm not like I don't know I just I I personally feel stuck because I don't know what to post on Instagram so what would you say ash to somebody who's like I don't know what to post on Instagram anymore like I post insta stories and I think that's fun but like what what should I be posting on my regular Instagram
1: I don't know, that's a good question. You've posted on Instagram more than I have recently.
0: Well, I've been trying to turn that around. I've been reading a lot of Gary Vee and like getting back into Gary Vee. So the thing with Gary Vee is that I think he's like so intense that you can only take him in small doses. So when he first started doing like the ask Gary V show and he started doing YouTube stuff, I kind of, I got really into it and I was following along really closely for a while. And then it was just too much. I couldn't handle it anymore. So I kind of took a break, but lately I've been getting back into it and he's all about like Instagram and I've just been reading crushing it his new book. So I've been trying to do better on Instagram because I do think that it's a good platform for me to reach people. It, it's right within my wheelhouse of like visual and video and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, so what, when you're going to post something on your Instagram feed, what? how do you determine what you're going to put on there?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think Instagram is hard. I think it's an ever changing platform and you have to like engage with an audience and like provide content to them. But I think you, there's also like a relationship level that people are looking for to connect to. And so I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of in an Instagram rut, I guess you could call it, of like Man, I don't know. I feel like so much of life can be lived behind a screen. And sometimes I just want to live it like I don't want to Instagram it. And I feel like I've been feeling that way more now more than any time in my life. Whereas before, you know, I'd be like, oh, we got to do this for the gram or like, man, people need to know about this on the gram. And I feel like I'm not just like in that space anymore.
0: Yeah. I feel like that was part of my problem too, is I was like almost kind of rebelling against the idea of like, yeah, what I'm doing right now is pretty cool, but I don't want to Instagram it just for the sake of Instagramming it because then that's like feeding into the system. Like that's, then I'm only Instagramming it because I want people to think that I'm cool. So I, and I don't want people to think that I'm cool just because I Instagrammed it. So I'm not going to Instagram it. But I do think that it's important for us in our business and in the world that we're in to have that personal connection. So I don't know. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that all sort of like evolves and and changes over time.
1: I don't know. I mean, I feel like people still utilize Instagram as a space where they want to connect with people. I mean, we still get inquiries all the time of like, oh, I found you on Instagram, which is funny to me because nine times out of 10, they found us through a hashtag. Mm hmm like sometimes they're already following along with us, but most times they find us through a hashtag. So then I know like, oh, it's important for us to post our work on Instagram. But I think, you know, you have to like find the balance of like, Instagram was initially created to be a photo sharing platform. And it was a way for people to like, It's an instant of your life, like to share one instant out of your life. So I think I just like, since we moved away from shooting photo and have really moved into the video space, you know, we don't have as much content to share. Whereas when we were shooting photo, we had photos to share all the time of like our work and stuff like that. And I think like Instagram became like a portfolio of sorts where like people could come to your Instagram profile and be like, oh, she's a wedding photographer and here's her entire portfolio. And now that we're filmmakers, like, yeah, we still have work that we can share, but I just don't feel like posting work all the time so I feel like I'm kind of like in this like uh, identity crisis is not the right word but you know just kind of like being like oh like what is this space gonna fill that it's not just like this curated collection of like here's all of my work but also like this is my life I feel like there's so much more to life than work and if I really believe that like is my Instagram profile showing that like I know that's not a big deal and it's like not the most important thing but I don't know I just feel very indifferent about Instagram lately.
0: Yeah, I think part of my, the reason I had a hard time with it is because the curated feed was so big for such a long <laughs> but time. But you're like
1: a dude, like, I, I do people I know, but care. I feel like
0: everyone I was looking to, like all the Instagram people like all the smart Instagram people were talking about like oh curated feed this and curated feed that and you need to make sure like all of your colors match and line up and blah 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 and that was just really hard for me so I was like you know what I'm not even going to try I'm just not going to post anything but I think I've finally got to a point now where I'm just like I'm just going to post fun stuff on insta stories and like be fun and goofy and like let our personality shine through that and then basically like post a photo on my feed that sort of encapsulates like a whole day's worth of stories so instead of so cuz almost even just for me so i can remember like what's been going on in life and cuz i do sort of miss that aspect of being able to look back through my instagram feed and be like oh yeah I remember that one time we did this thing or oh I remember we went and like hung out with so and so or we did whatever so less like so people are impressed by what we're doing but more so i can just sort of look back and remember and it almost be like a mini time capsule snapshots of our life because that's one thing i find that's really interesting because ash loves to watch back she has all these home movies that she found in her parents basement and we got them converted and put into the cloud what is the website we use for that eye memories so she has all these old 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 home movies up in the cloud of her sister and her when they're little and stuff like that and sometimes her and her sister will sit on facetime and watch these for like hours and just like talk about them (laughs) maybe not hours i think it's funny that like your dad would get out the video camera which and it was a pretty big deal back then to like it was like a involved process to get this thing out and and set it up on the tripod and film you guys like just opening Christmas presents or doing whatever, but somehow he ended up having it saved, you know, 25 years later. But I feel like I don't even know where all my iPhone photos are from last year. So I, I don't know. What do you think? Cause obviously we don't have kids, but someday we're going to want to have all that stuff documented and saved. Like, do you think that, I don't know. Have you ever, do you ever think about like are the digital like legacy that we're leaving behind or like what's happening to all of our photos? Cause I feel like we're just not very good at archiving them.
1: Yeah, I remember the other day I was like, Ty, we should make family photo albums.
0: But like, how? It just I guess it's like go through all, your old, in, your, all like your old iPhone photos and stuff?
1: I guess so. I mean, all my iPhone photos are on the Drobo,
0: categorized mm-hmm. by year. I mean, a lot of our friends have like family accounts when they start having kids and stuff where they can post to those. And then there's those different services that you can order a book from, from your Instagram feed, which I think is smart. But then the problem is if Instagram goes away, then what happens to all those photos, like if your account gets deleted or you forget the password or you lose the email address or something, you know, like that's a good thing to have like temporarily. But I'm thinking like, you know, twenty five years down the road, when we're trying to give those photos to our kids to remember their memories by, it's gonna be interesting to see how that ends up happening or like what what comes of all of our digital photos. My fear is just that we like are gonna lose out we're not gonna have those memories to give to our kids even though like art Mike my mom has this photo album that she just pulled out the other day and was showing us photos from my dad's 21st birthday when they first met and they started dating and stuff which I think is crazy even though they only have you know four photos maybe from that event the fact that they still have it however many years later you know 30 40 years later is pretty impressive because I don't even know where photos would be from like Micah's birthday two weeks ago you know
1: I don't know. I think that there's something to be said. I think everybody wants to remember moments. And I think, you know, I think that's what everyone struggles with Instagram for is they're like, oh, it's all a highlight reel. Well, yeah, because everybody wants to remember like happy, positive moments about their lives. And so I think, I think that's where I like, you know, am trying to figure out where to draw the line these days of like, yeah, I want this to be like a, bird's eye view of my life at this time in my life and less of like a curated piece of like trying to make myself look pretty online and more so of like I can look back and be like oh yeah on this day we did this thing so maybe I was trying to say like I think I'm gonna steer clear like yeah I can still be curated and pretty and whatever and aesthetically pleasing because we're in the visual space of like that's our career is very visual um and really just like point towards capturing every day in a photo just like something from every day and maybe I'm just gonna that's what I'm gonna do
0: take a photo every day yeah there's an app that I just heard about recently it's called I think it's called every day or or 365
1: where you take like a little small clip of every day yeah
0: I think those are always really cool just to remember, because it's just so easy to just forget, like to forget what you did. I mean, that's, and that's why I like Time Hop, you know, like stuff like Time Hop is cool because you get reminded, like, oh, can you, remember, like, eight, five years ago we did this thing or whatever, you know, and it makes you feel old sometimes because it's hard for me to believe that like 10 years ago I was posting stuff on the internet. um, And it's only going to get worse, but I don't know very interesting we'll see and it's but i think the hard thing for us is that because it is part of our business and because people do look to that and find us on instagram to hire us we still have to be a little bit careful with what we post which is why Insta stories are fun because they're not permanent but then there's no archive of them so we'll see what happens do you have any other thoughts on instagram ash
1: i feel like talking about it has given me so many thoughts like what if we started doing harrington moment like hashtag harrington moment and we like photograph all a moment of every day like it doesn't have to be like super staged like sometimes we know that we're going to be doing something like specific and we can like take a photo of like that specific thing like you know if we like travel somewhere we know like on this day we're going to be in this place we can probably take a photo mm-hmm. um you know who i think does a really good job of this paige daniels she does a really good job of like taking photos in the moment yeah and like Sharing it.
0: That's the thing, too. It's hard because, like, you a lot of times you're like, oh, I'm going to take a posed photo, or I'm going to, like, okay, I want to look and smile, or whatever, which is still good to have. But, and I think the hard thing, I think, coming from being photographers for such a long time is you want to be creating, like, art with your photos. You want them to be, like, well composed and, like, artistic and have good light and whatever but sometimes it's better just to have the moment captured because all those videos that you watch you know with amber of you guys and your kids you're not watching them because they're cinematic and because the frame rate is great and because they look super amazing you're watching them because it's like oh my gosh can you believe we used to be this little and i think that sometimes it's easy as like artists people who do this for a living to think that we need to make it into something like professional and great at least maybe that's just my like personality i feel like if it's not going to be a good photo then it's not worth taking but i don't think that's true i think even just like having a photo of something just to document it is good the app that i'm talking about it has like a grid that comes up and you're supposed to take a photo of yourself every day uh just it's kind of just like a selfie and then you can and then it Plays it back for you as a video, so you can see how your like face and hair and things have evolved over time. It'd be kind of cool. I mean, I know a guy who he said he's been doing it for the last like five years, every single day for the last five years, so you can see how you are like aging and stuff like that. But the three sixty five video thing, I think, would be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I know a photographer who takes a photo of her kids every
0: week. Right. This would be kind of like for that, so you can see him grow. It would be obviously the growth would be more apparent in the children, but. I don't know we should figure it out because i do think that in the digital world it's so easy just to lose stuff or if all you're doing is just taking insta stories of your kids you're never and you don't have a good system you're gonna you're never gonna be able to have that stuff archived for you know years and years to come so good thoughts on instagram there ash okay so something else i want to talk to you about you mentioned at the beginning of this that you really like to read books and I know that you have been super into listening to audiobooks. So what is your sort of like process like what are you talk to talk to me a little bit about your your newfound love for audiobooks and how you kind of go about doing that?
1: Yeah, so I love to read and sometimes you know it's just not possible to like read books every single day. Um, and, but I found that I can read books by listening to them so much faster. Um, So I really love the app Audible. Um, It's powered by Amazon.
0: (laughs) Is that what they say? I
1: don't know. It's like a part of Amazon or whatever. Amazon Um, owns it, yeah. Yeah. But I really love it because um, you can speed up the book to like however much that you want it to speed up. So I feel like I can read stuff really fast. And I found that... I can listen to these books in like the dead time of my day. So like if I'm getting ready or taking a shower or like making lunch or something like that is when I can listen to my book. Um, and I feel like I can get it, I can just get it done so much faster. So I really love Audible. Um,
0: can you, you listen to it at three times speed? Yeah, it really depends That's on the person. That's crazy. It
1: depends on who is um, narrating it. Like it depends on like how they talk.
0: Sometimes I'll walk in and she's listening to it three times speed and it doesn't sound like they're speaking English. Maybe because I come in like the middle of a sentence. So I don't know what they're, I have no context what they're saying, but it sounds to me like they're speaking in a foreign language. But no, that is true. But you just listen to it like on your phone with the speakers, right? Yeah.
1: But I can really only listen to it at three times speed if I'm doing something like my makeup or my hair, because I can concentrate on what they're saying. But if I'm like, can't concentrate, like trying to do something else, like, yeah typing I can't listen to it three times do you
0: prefer to read do you prefer to listen to audiobooks over listening to podcasts
1: Mm, it depends it really depends on like the topic like sometimes I do like listen to podcasts but if I feel like it's not giving me anything like if they're just talking I have a hard time connecting yeah
0: which is funny because I love sometimes listening to random people on podcasts just like talking just like chit-chatting about whatever as long as it's like interesting people talking about interesting things that I'm that I'm interested in, i listen to people talk for two hours. Some of the podcasts I listen to are like that. It's like the Joe Rogan podcast or the H3 podcast. They literally just sit in a room and talk with somebody. And sometimes they'll have stuff that they'll go over or discuss or whatever, but they kind of just chit-chat and talk, kind of like this for like hours at a time. So I really find that interesting um, just to hear from different people's points of view and stuff like that. But yeah, but you li- do you have a specific type of book that you listen to more than others or you try and kind of like mix it up? Because you don't just listen to just business books or oh, just- no.
1: I very rarely listen to business books. I really love fiction. Like fiction is one of my favorite things to listen to because I feel like I can like get into the story because I like hear a voice and you know, sometimes when they're narrating it, they'll change the voice Mm -hmm. for the characters. And so I like I really like that. Those are probably my favorite books to listen to.
0: I think that is really interesting. I saw a YouTube video the other day about a girl who's like a voiceover artist and she does a bunch of books for audible and they're just talking about how she like she, how she finds the voice for the different characters and what she does for that. I find that very interesting, especially after getting into all the audio recording gear and everything like for podcasting. I think that that is like a very, I don't know. It's just a super interesting world. I'm like, how do you, how do you get into being a voice actor for narrating books?
1: I don't know, but I would say too, though, I tend to appreciate books that are narrated by the author more so. Yeah.
0: We just listened to the Chip Gaines... What's it called? Capital Gaines book uh, in the car recently. We were driving up to Northern Virginia and I thought that was cool. Yeah. Like hearing him say it, it would have it been weird for that book to yeah. be read by anybody else.
1: Because it has like an autobiographical feel. Like yeah. that would have been weird.
0: But I, I've never listened to a book that has voices because the only few like audiobooks i've ever listened to have been kind of like that like autobiographical or like a business book or something but you get it for how does it work Will you get it for free if you have amazon prime what is it one a month
1: i think you have to i think it's like 14 dollars or something
0: wait i thought you said it was free
1: no it's a part of amazon prime
0: but oh we but have to pay for amazon prime Yeah. yeah 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 but so if you already have amazon prime you get one audible book for free every month
1: no i don't think so
0: oh i thought that's what you told me it was so, so wait how does it work it's you just buy it, you just or is it? A subscription? <laughs> I don't actually know.
1: Let me Google it.
0: Okay, Ash is gonna look that up, but yeah, I think that that's I think that that's smart. I mean, if, if it's gonna help you read more books, I should really probably do that. But I listen to so many podcasts that I feel like I don't have time to read and listen to books in that way. I don't really know why. Maybe I should mix it up and kind of try and do a little bit of both. Because here's my okay, I love Ash always says, like, oh, Ty hates reading. No, I like to read every time I read a book. I enjoy it. But for some reason, I just don't default to that. I default to watching YouTube videos or watching a cool new show on Netflix or listening to podcasts and stuff like that, that I don't know why I just don't ever default to reading. But every time I read a book, I'm like, oh, I really love reading. I'm really into this thing. The last book I read was Ready Player One which is coming out as a movie and I'm really excited for that. It's um, it's going to be a Steven Spielberg movie and it's basically a, a book about a guy who lives in the future and the whole world is sort of falling apart like they've run out of resources there's no more natural gas everyone's sort of just like stuck living in these like really cramped cities but they created this world it's like a vr virtual reality world where you can like hook into it and you have these goggles and all this stuff so you can kind of move around and you go live in this world and you have an avatar uh, but they created all these different rules and things about the world where you know you only have it's just like it being in a real world it's just a virtual world and this he goes on this quest in this virtual world and it's just like this internet interesting dichotomy that kind of feels like we're slowly marching towards as society as like vr and ar kind of get more and more prevalent and the world seem, you know like everyone talks about like global warming and like running out of resources and all this stuff it doesn't seem like too impossible of a like a potential future um that's out there but anyway that's called ready player one and that was the last book i read which i read at the beach and i finished the whole thing in like three days and it was really really good but Did you find out the information about Audible?
1: So if you have an Amazon Prime account, you have like free access to over 50 books that they have on Audible. Um, 50?
0: Five zero? Not 50,000? 50. 50.
1: 50. I feel like that's such a small number. That is a small number. But whatever. Um, But I'm pretty sure this thing is not loading, but I'm pretty sure you pay $14 a month and you get a free credit. So basically you get a free book you basically pay for it. But a lot of books on Audible are like $25.
0: So, if you $14 is a subscription, but you like you can download one book a month.
1: Well, you get one free qu- credit. You can download as many books as you want. Oh, just pay, pay for them. them. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Hmm.
1: But they do have a deal going right now where you can buy three credits for like 30 bucks. So which is like makes so much more sense because a book is one credit. So technically you get three books for 30 bucks. So like it, 10
0: bucks a piece. Yeah. yeah. But books are even, expensive. We went to Barnes yeah. & Noble the other day for, well, the other day. They we were looking for Christmas presents. And we were <laughs> looking at this capital gains book because I was like, oh, I kind of want to get this or look at it for somebody. And it was like $38. It's was
1: like. $38. That's a lot. It was
0: maybe 20. No, it was $38 because it was hardback and it's like super thick.
1: The book you were looking at for your dad? The Capital Gains
0: book. It was $38. I'm like, man, they're making it. The Gary Vee book I have is like $32. I got that one for free from Brian Goulet, who was on the podcast last week. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's cool. Okay. So, what's your favorite book that you've read uh, so far in 2018 or listened to or whatever? Um, Consumed.
1: I was just trying to think about that. I actually don't know what book is my favorite from this year. I'm like reading like four books at a time right now. I will say that I go most off of like what people recommend to me. So if people are like, hey, you should read this book. I think you'd love it. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll start reading it. Um, but okay, so yeah, now I remember because I looked it up. Uh, the Dead do Dance by Charles Martin is probably my favorite book that I've read this year. Supposedly it's part of a series and um, I just was really into it. It was very interesting, intriguing. I listened to it on Audible. What's it about? I really loved it. Um, It's about this uh, husband and wife and she is um, pregnant and she goes to have the baby and has like complications and she's basically on life support and I'm not going to ruin the book for you, but that's the gist. And so the book is kind of like him caring for her um, and different people that he encounter like throughout just doing life. Um, Yeah. Like if I say anymore, I'm going to ruin the whole book. Yeah, Yeah. Don't
0: ruin it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think audible is pretty interesting so the whole like it's funny because everything is a subscription service now like audible is a subscription service and i want to talk to you about another subscription service that we just talked about on the podcast which is movie pass ash have you used your movie pass yet
1: Ah, uh, yeah oh
0: okay, yeah we used it the one time twice we used it twice no just once
1: we went to see the post
0: we saw the post which you didn't like
1: no I really, I did not like it at Ash's all. Ash has
0: very particular taste. Like she either is like, I love this or she's like not afraid to say like, this is not good. I'm very in the middle. I'm like, yeah, it was fine. Like, I don't care. I, I don't really care one way or the other. I don't give very negative reviews very often. But Ash will let you know. If she doesn't like it, she'll tell you. She'll say, this was bad. Why didn't I you wouldn't like it? I did not
1: say that it was bad. It just was like nothing happened. And then in the last <laughs> like five minutes, all these things happened. And I was just so disappointed. Like I got up and bought a $5 bottle of water. I would never do that. But it was like, I Cannot go on.
0: One of the best things about having Movie Pass is that we have like a million Royal Crown Club (laughs) credits or whatever.
1: Did you know that I got that card when I was ten years old?
0: That's really funny. The same? Is it the same? The same card. card? The same card. That's crazy. But we have like a million credits. Earned up because every time I go, I just put her phone number in and we get the points added to our thing.
1: Hey Ty, can you do you know my phone number by heart?
0: Yeah, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast because I don't want to. Okay, world, we
1: have been married for five years, and the only reason I still
0: forget it a lot. The
1: only reason that Ty knows my phone number is because of
0: MoviePass. That's true. That's actually great. See, MoviePass, it's great for relationships. It's great. Everyone should get it. I, I don't know why, because I've never had to dial I've never had to dial her number. From whenever I got your phone number on Summer Project in 2009 or whatever, when I met you, I don't even, whatever, that was the only time I ever had to type your phone number into my phone, and I've never, ever had to dial it. So I've had no reason of having to have it memorized.
1: I have known your phone number by heart, probably since we started dating. But
0: why? Like, why did you have to have, there had to have been something that, caused you to have to memorize it? Because you don't ever dial my number either. You just go into your phone and you click on my name and you call me. Why did you have it memorized?
1: Well, I had it memorized because when I went on the race, I had to plug everybody's numbers into my WhatsApp app. One time.
0: Not every time.
1: Yeah. But then, I don't know. I just feel like I've had to use your number for like random things. Like when I have to fill out like forms or whatever. Like when we did HSM, like I had to fill out waivers or whatever and had to write your number. When anytime we had to do anything with insurance, I had to write your number. Like, I just feel like I just had to write your number a lot.
0: Well, don't take it personally, Ash. My brain literally, I have the hardest time remembering things in like the immediate short term. I can remember camera specs. I can remember literally like the exact specs of random Android phones that I'll never, ever in my life ever think about buying or even consider buying. And I can remember song lyrics from ludicrous songs from 15 years ago. But I cannot remember like, somebody's name. And then I turn around. Like someone will tell me their name and <laughs> I'll walk around. I and literally, say. it's been 43 seconds since they talked to me. And I'm like, I can't remember that person's name. Or you tell me your phone number or you'll say whatever. We're meeting at this time. And then I'll be like, wait, what time What time did you say that, we were meeting?
1: That does not sound healthy. I was going to say, do you remember another thing you can't remember? And then I was going to say people's names.
0: People's names. Yeah.
1: It's really bad. That's really this bad. is why it's, I have to go everywhere with you. When
0: I was in college, I literally remember my freshman year of college at WVU, I would, I I don't know, I was using some sort of a technique to try and remember people's names where you would like walk away from the conversation and then you'd say their name like out loud in your head or you would like stare at them and say their name out loud so I could remember people's names because I didn't want to, I was trying to make all new friends. That was like the only (laughs) time I've ever had to make like all new friends. So I'd like, I need to remember everybody's name. Maybe I should... Try that again next time. We go to a conference or something. That's when it's always the worst. Is when we go to like a conference and there's a bunch of people there who I've met before or like know me from the internet or something, and then I'm supposed to remember everybody's name. And Ash knows everybody somehow. She's like, oh yeah, that's so and so from this thing and that and blah. She knows everybody. Not I. True. Okay, but what about movie pass? Like, do you like going to see movies in the theaters? Yeah. Why? What is, why do you like when I see movies in the theaters versus watching them on our couch on Netflix or something?
1: Well, because I feel like if I'm there, I'm less likely to fall asleep. If we're at home, I'll fall asleep nine times out of ten.
0: That's the reason? Because you're afraid you're going to fall asleep? Yeah. That's why you like going to see movies in the yeah. theaters?
1: I mean, that's not the only reason. It's just like the novelty of like, we're going to the movies and it's going to be great.
0: <laughs> that's such a fu- I did not think that's what you're gonna say what did
1: you think I was gonna say
0: I don't know I didn't really know what you're gonna say I just think that that's funny Ash loves a good rom-com
1: oh yeah those are my favorite I'm trying to get Ty to see Forever My Girl is that the one
0: I think so something like that yeah
1: he's not into it
0: I've seen my fair share of rom-coms with you over the years okay
1: if we have to pick though you always go against the rom-com you're like no let's watch this well
0: yeah like I just...
1: when's the last rom-com we watched together
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. See, you don't know. It's like last been, I night, mean, it's w- been a while. I don't like spending movies or spending money on them because I think that's a waste of money. But now that we have movie pass. I might be more lenient <laughs> to go see those types money? of movies because I don't have to waste like quote-unquote waste good money on a movie that's gonna just be just your time Ty. just your time i like watching movies like my favorite thing about watching movies is to learn different like filmmaking styles and techniques and things like that so going to see rom-coms is hard because like there's very little like cinematic or creative usually storytelling or camera moves or editing or Except anything like that beauty it's and more the about Beast. that
1: was great cinematography what beauty and the beast
0: beauty and the beast was great we saw beauty and the That was fine but that's not a rom-com that's a I don't know what that is, but it's not a rom com.
1: Yeah, but not a rom com, but it's has a romantic touch. I don't
0: dislike romance in general. I just don't like rom coms. But rom com, rom coms. Anyway, okay. So movie pass has been great. We need to go more often. Except she's already gone once this month, so it's already paid for itself. So that's the beauty thing. That's the beautiful thing about movie pass, guys. Is you buy, it, you go to see one movie, and it's paid for itself for a whole month. So this next month, we're going to have to go again. But we have a couple we want to go see. And there's a bunch. It's not really a great time for movies anyway. Like a lot of great movies aren't don't come out during this time. Over the summer, it's going to be poppin'. We're going to go see matinees on the reg.
1: Yeah, except we are shooting so many weddings this summer. so That's what
0: we can go during the week. We need to take days off. Like Mondays can be our movie day or something.
1: Movie Monday. Oh, Movie my Monday. Gosh.
0: Oh, yeah. Hashtag Movie Monday. Coming to an Instagram feed near you. Okay, Ash, we talked about a lot of great topics tonight. I have one more thing I want to talk to you about, and that is your newfound best friend, your BFF4L, Alexa. Yes. Tell me about your love for Alexa, Ash.
1: I just, like, can't imagine life without her.
0: Tell me how, we, what is your favorite thing that Alexa does?
1: Okay, so for all of you out there that are wondering where we have Alexa, we have Alexa in our bedroom, and then we have Google Home.
0: Google Home Mini. Mini.
1: Yeah. Downstairs in the kitchen. Um they feel the same to me but alexa my favorite thing about alexa is that if you're married out there and you're listening to this you're totally gonna understand this but ty and i have bedside tables that have um
0: lights
1: lamps i was gonna say sconces because that's what they are
0: technically if you want to get real fancy with your words yes
1: (laughs) they are um they have like the switch that you roll i don't what do you call that
0: yeah it's just like the inline switch that's not part of like not where the bulb is but it's like in the cord yeah and you have to roll the little thing to turn it on and off it's just hard to it's just annoying to reach down and grab yeah
1: so that was like literally the most annoying thing about going to bed at night is that we would like both turn on our lamps then we have to like lean over and like roll it and turn it off um, and Ty cannot sleep until silence, which is like legit. My dream is complete silence and he can't have it. So it would always be this like who's going to get up and turn the oscillating fan on. And, you know,
0: I would the worst always be, would like, be if we'd both be in bed, we'd be like on our iPads or reading or whatever. And then it's time for bed and the fans are on because now we're both warm and toasty and nobody wants to get out of bed once you're already in bed. So then we have this it, not an argument and not really a debate, but it, it was would, always you like
1: just talk like who's going to get up and do it.
0: And you know who ended up usually having to do it. You, you.
1: want to know why? Because you're the one that needed it. That's true. So anyways, Alexa now will she will say, I'm ready for bed, Alexa. And she will turn off both of our bedside lights and then she will turn on the fan and she will say. Sweet dreams. And that's yes. just the sweetest thing. And it's thing. amazing. So
0: with Alexa, you can set up what I think... Let me look it up. They call them scenes. So basically, you can say... If you if I say this phrase... So for us, we say, Alexa, I'm ready for bed. She'll do uh, any sort of series of actions that you want her to do. So for us, yeah, when we say, Alexa, I'm ready for bed, she turns off Ash's light, turns off my light, and turns on the fan. And then she says sweet dreams, which is the best part. Um, they call them routines. So... It is really, really nice because we just say the one thing, it turns them both off. Or I can also say just like, Alexa, turn off Ty's light and it'll turn off mine individually. Or I have the both the lights set up to be as a room. Um, and then I'll say, Alexa, turn on the lights in the bedroom and she'll turn on both of the lights. But she, I mean, Alexa so it is really great because it's so easy and it's one of those things that like we never thought we were ever going to need it or though i didn't i don't know i didn't really think that ash was going to love it as much as she does but she uses it all the time
1: okay so i think like you know everyone's like uh you're just so lazy like just do it but then you have her and you're like this is the best thing in the world like i literally like sometimes i just want to tell people when they're like deciding like oh we don't need that that's dumb be like you know It'll save marriages, one routine at a time.
0: It's great. Well, it's also because it's only 30 bucks. I mean, they're being really smart, uh, like Amazon, in the way they have the whole thing set up because it's super easy to get it. It's only $30. We got ours off Amazon Prime now because we have a distribution center near us. So we ordered it and they delivered it to our house like two hours later. And the reason we even bought it to begin with is because Ash bought me these Wi-Fi plug outlet things for Christmas um, which is what allows us to do this whole thing but they don't work with Siri and that's one of the biggest problems I think with Siri is that even though Siri is on my phone and it's super easy the problem is like nothing really works with HomeKit like there's very very few things that work with HomeKit and if they do they're usually more expensive because they have to pay Apple for the access to Siri so there's so much more stuff that works with Alexa. So we also, so we got the smart, those Wi-Fi smart plugs, which is great. We also got a nest, which is really awesome. And there's so many other things that we can get. Like we, I want to get like the, the deadbolt thing for the door. Like there's so many things that we could get now. And that's what Amazon wants. They want you to buy this little $30 puck thing, set it in your bedroom or set it wherever. And then you're like oh this is great fall in love with it and then you want to buy all the other things like you want to buy the big Alexa and um, her grandparents this is really funny her grandparents got for Christmas the Amazon Echo Show which is basically like the Alexa that has a screen and we use that because we can call into them and have you talked to granny about it like what is her what did did they ever use it or they used
1: it to listen to music but they don't have an Amazon account so now they can't listen to music.
0: Yeah, that's the only, that is kind of the hard thing because they don't have smartphones. So it was kind of hard to set up. I had to, I had to jimmy rig it so we could set it up with my phone attached to it on their account. And it was, and then I had to, it was, yeah, that was kind of a mess. It would be better if they, it would be a lot easier if they had their own smartphones. But it is nice because you can just drop in on them and call them and do, it's basically like FaceTime, but you have to do it through the Alexa app. Um, but yeah, and then we also have the Google Home down in the kitchen. But I feel like the Google Home doesn't listen to me. Like, The Google Home is much less responsive than Alexa. Alexa loves me so much more than the Google Home.
1: She's probably responding to you right now.
0: Alexa, you're the best. I can't tell if she responded or not. She did. She did? Okay, Alexa can hear through walls. Google Home can't hear me when I'm standing two feet from it. I don't know why that is, but... You have to enunciate really well. Google... Okay, Google... It is kind of it kinda of all runs together. It's harder to say. It's
1: easier to say one name.
0: If anybody out there is listening to this on speakers, I'm so sorry. We're I just realized we're probably setting up all of your things. <laughs> all of your Siri I mean uh, uh Or that too. Suri's and your Alexis and your Googlies. All the things are getting set off right now. But yes, Ash has fallen in love with it. My favorite is when Ash says, Alexa, what time is it? Because I don't know why that's necessary. We have clocks and we have phones and we have Apple watches and all these things. It's usually when I'm
1: like doing something and I'm like, I wonder what time it is right now and I can't look at something. We don't really have clocks on the walls.
0: That's true. What do you think is the thing that you ask her most often?
1: I ask her what the weather is all the time when like, because she's in our room and so I'm like getting ready and I'm like, I wonder if it's going to be hot or cold today. Should I wear a sweater? Should I not wear a sweater? I literally ask her that. I asked her what the weather was like today four times just to like make sure
0: I had it right. Yeah, that is definitely nice. I don't, I don't think I use her as much as you do. I just, cause I'm, I guess I use my phone more for that. I don't know. But I do like asking her the weather. She does, and she does a lot more than we even are actually using her for. I do ask Google
1: since Google is in the kitchen about like how many ounces are in a cup or.
0: That's true. I think Google's better at answering those types of inquiries. I <laughs> think so and alexa is better at listening and doing other types of things they both play spotify which is nice
1: i will say it is creepy like i feel like people are listening to us in the world
0: yeah it's because they're always
1: listening like they're waiting to be told i saw a youtube video
0: about this the other day too and they did say in the video that you should be covering up your webcam camera because it's really easy to hack into and people hack into them like all the time but even if you cover it up they can still be listening to you through your speakers. And like no matter what, I mean, every day we're carrying around a camera and a microphone with us in our pockets 24-7 essentially. So I don't know. I've tried to think about that, like the security features of of Alexa and the fact that, yeah, it's technically a microphone that people can be listening. We don't have anything to hide, really. It's not like, obviously, we're not like planning some like criminal mastermind thing or anything like that. Uh, but even so, it is kind of, I don't know kind of weird but all right, Ash the last thing I want to ask you before we depart here is do you have any what is your favorite app on your phone that is non social media related and not audible because we already talked about that so like not Instagram not Facebook none of those types of things what would you say is like your most used app or like your favorite app that you have on your phone that you use on a regular basis that somebody out there if they don't have they should have or just something that's new that you discovered recently that people should check out
1: um i do love nike plus run club that is the app that i use to track all my runs um i love that it syncs with spotify so literally as soon as i hit go spotify starts playing which is really nice
0: does it sync the spotify to your the pace of your running
1: you can set that up
0: you can set that up yeah guys ash is a very tech techie runner i'm very proud of her she has her apple watch with uh, gps The only thing i don't
1: like about that though is that you can't like I would love to not take my phone and just take my watch. Yeah. They need to get a Spotify app on the watch. Like who can we tell?
0: That's true. Cuz she has wireless Beats wireless headphones that connect to her Apple Watch. So in, and she has a GPS in her Apple Watch, so in theory she could go for a run with just her fancy headphones in her watch and her Nike run club thing and be good to go. But so but when you're running, you don't ever look at your phone, do you? You just look at your watch. Mm. For like your pace and your time and all that stuff. It's,
1: yeah. I found though that like my watch doesn't work as well when I run, so usually I look at my watch at my phone. Anyways. What do you mean it doesn't work as well? Like the pace gets all weird and like it restarts. It's kind oh, really? of a, yeah. I'll have to look at it and see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, there's always pros and cons to being technological with things, but at the end of the day, it still ends up working. That is a good app. If anybody does run, I suggest the Nike Run app. That's a that's a good one. So I will say for my favorite apps that you should check out if you haven't, one would be Overcast, which is the um, the app that I like to use for listening to podcasts. It's not much different than the stock. For a long time, I was using just the stock Apple podcast app, and that was fine. Overcast is nice because it allows you to make playlists, which I kind of like. Um, and it has a smart feature. It's called... Hold on, let me look and see. It's called Smart Speed. And basically what it does is it shortens silences. So if it detects that no one's talking or there's a gap in what they're saying, it basically just like speeds it up really fast until it gets to the part where they're speaking again. And it also allows you to listen to things at you know one and a half speed or two times speed or whatever. But it has smaller increments, which is nice. You don't have to jump all the way from one to one and a half to two. You can just jump. You can go like 1.1, 1.2, whatever. And I think it just sounds much more natural when you're speeding it up. It's easier to hear and understand what they're saying. So that's Overcast. Overcast is... A super awesome app for that and then another app that i just recently discovered from uh, tyler stallman who has a podcast i listen to and an awesome youtube channel you guys should all check out is called spark um there's actually like three different apps i have that are called spark um, but basically what this does is it allows you to film kind of like you would film for an instagram story but instead of being limited to 10 seconds at a time you can film film for like once like two seconds, three seconds, four seconds, and have a bunch of smaller little clips that automatically get put all together into one video. And then you can upload that to Insta story. So instead of having to have like a million clips or recording your Insta story just be a bunch of, you know, 15 second clips, you can have each 15 second chunk on your Insta story be a series of three to four different smaller clips. So you're basically editing as you're shooting, which is kind of how my brain works anyway, as like a film guy so anyway that's a cool app it's newer and it's free so check that out it's called spark so all right that's all we have for today ash thank you so much for being on do you have anything any last words to say to the people anything you want to say as as we depart here today nope Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Ty Steckline, and I'd actually really love to hear some feedback as to what you thought about this episode. Again, this is a little bit more casual, a little bit more conversational, just sort of chit-chatting about different things. I'd love to hear what you think about this style of podcast. If you've made it all the way to the end here, that means you are probably a podcast rock star, and I'd love to hear from you. So go follow us, both Ash and I. Ash is at Ashley Harrington on Instagram. I'm at Tyler Harrington on Instagram. And if you thought that this was interesting, you should go watch some of our Insta stories, because everybody tells us that we're really funny on insta stories that's the word on the street um but i'd love to hear some feedback so go over there and either send us a message or comment on something just let us know what would you think about this episode did you like this style would you like to ha- hear this sort of a conversational style conversation about tech with somebody who isn't ash in the future i'd love to hear hear that from you so that's all we have thank you guys so much again for making it all the way to the end here you're the best this has been tyler and ashley with the Harringtons. This has been Ty's Tech Line and we'll see you next time.